0: Hey, let me take a minute and talk about one of our newest sponsors, Lifetime Windows and Siding. You've probably heard me talk about them for a long time, and that's because they are the most trusted siding company in Colorado. There are a lot of reasons to choose Lifetime Windows and Siding. From their lifetime warranty that covers all labor and materials, to their no-pressure sales approach, to a quick and efficient installation, Lifetime Windows and Siding has everything that you need, and that includes the highest quality products. They're the number one Infinity from Marvin and the number one James Hardy dealer in the U.S. Both, by the way, top of the line brands. So what does that mean for you? It means you're going to save time and money on maintenance and feel great about the choices that you've made. Check it out for yourself. Head to lifetimewindows.com to start transforming your home with the ones you trust. Time for me to talk about Molly's Spirits. Can you believe it's already November? You know what that means, right? Ready or not, here comes the holidays, and there's no better spot to get absolutely everything you want for those friends and family gatherings than Molly Spirits. From literally thousands of beers and wines and spirits, you'll find absolutely everything you need in one stop. Now, if you find yourself hosting, you're not exactly sure what you want to serve, there's always somebody at Molly's to help you choose. Or you can just hop online at mollyspirits.com and check out their staff picks and also their featured products. And if you're headed out to friends or family for the holidays, do yourself a favor or do your friends and family a favor. Stop by Molly's to pick up that perfect bottle to say thank you or maybe I'm sorry. Or how about a Molly's gift card? Head on out to their lakeside location at 44th and Harland or their DTC location at the Arapahoe Marketplace next to Sprouts. This week... On the Dave Logan Podcast, Groundhog Day. It's the same old story. More offensive struggles. So of the 11 games, 9 of those 11, they have scored 16 points or less. That's almost impossible to do in the NFL. Looking ahead to Baltimore. I don't love the matchup. But
1: we may soon have some hope in Boulder. CU Buffs have offered Deion Sanders the head coaching position at the University of Colorado. Or maybe
0: not. I would say it is 98% certain that he is not taking that job. This is the Dave Logan Podcast. And welcome to the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brownman. Podcast number one- 48. Hi. To see you. You are back from somewhere overseas. I don't even know. Where were you? I was in Portugal. Portugal?
1: Yeah, which apparently- Kind of a
0: worldwide traveler, aren't you?
1: I was, it's next to Spain. I mean, you went to London.
0: Well, I went to London to work.
1: It was were you working.
0: working?
1: <laughs> Not one flipping second for you. was I working. For uh, you. By the way, if you're thinking about someplace to go or listeners are, it's beautiful.
0: I have never been to Portugal.
1: I know. I could tell by your face. You're like, oh, I don't even know where Portugal is. It's next to it's inside of Spain.
0: Well, I kind of know where Portugal is. I mean I, I when you were a kid, did you did you have one of those big globes? Yeah. I did too.
1: Yeah, those are the best. And then you just spin it. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I'm gonna Point. live I'm gonna here. Fear.
0: Yeah. I did and the same thing. I
1: still live in Denver. Yeah. Um so I didn't really miss much, right? Because it's kind of the same Jeez.
0: old. Um I, I. well, I thought about not coming in today. <sighs> Does it mean? Truth. Well, no, <laughs> no. But it's um I mean I, I I've got to think people are starting to, if they're not already there, become very fatigued with me saying the same thing. It's just uh, you know, the Broncos yesterday in Carolina lose 23 to 10, and uh it's the same, it's the same old story. Uh not efficient in offense really struggling third down, can't score points. That is the, they're now three and eight. Now, you, I mean, you know, colleges and high schools, and that I guess that can happen. But in the NFL, the talent level is comparable for all 32 teams. You've got some teams that have, you know, a better quarterback or or whatever. But, you know, all these guys are really good players. To score 16 points or less in nine out of your 11 games, I'm telling you, I've never seen anything like it.
1: You know, I have a hard time when people say, Oh, this Russell Wilson trade is such a bust in that it's hard to, like you're saying, it's so hard to believe what we're watching. It, it looks like he's not even sniffing what he used to be. Do you think I still have hope that next season? I mean, I think that this season is just about just get to the finish line. I still, I think there's gonna be a coaching change. I don't, Love it when people lose their jobs, but I can't right. imagine. Right? So, I, I have. I, I still believe it can get better. It 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 almost has to get better. We say that week in, week in, week out. But don't you? Like this? Is this the shit that we're going to be dealing with for? We just they just signed him to an extension.
0: Yeah, I mean, there, there's so many issues here. Um, I I still subscribe to the theory, and I've said this before on this podcast and on the radio. On KOA. I I just don't believe Russell Wilson has fallen off the face of the earth. I watched him a lot over his 10-year career in Seattle. And he's not anywhere close to being the kind of player that I saw over those 10 years. I mean, this guy made nine Pro Bowls in 10 years. Won more games in 10 years than any other quarterback in NFL history. Now it looks like he is completely uh, flummoxed and doesn't have really a clue on how to play the position that he played for 10 years. So, you know, the Broncos are in a tough spot. Obviously, they've signed him to a really hefty contract extension, and they're not going to be able to get out of that. I mean, he's going to be here for the remainder of this year and for the next two seasons at the very least. So if you're if you're Greg Penner, I think, and George Payton, but Penner in particular, you have to make a decision – as to how do I given what I know to be um, sort of how things are gonna be, Wilson's gonna be here. So how do I make it as best as I can to get much better production out of him? And it's it's not just the quarterback. I mean it's offensive line play. They've been banged up in the receiver position. You know, you lose Javante Williams. So injuries have played a part, but I, I don't think that alone will be enough uh, for Pinner not to ultimately make a move.
1: Do you think he's going to step in this season and do something as far as a coaching?
0: I, I don't have any idea. I mean, I know, I know this. I'm out there every week, and I have seen Greg Pinner and his wife, Carrie Walton Pinner, uh, in the uh, player lunchroom. They are actively involved. And I, I will say this. They strike me as um, very smart people. Mm-hmm. I think when you you know they they it's not like he hasn't run a successful business and probably had to make tough business decisions. Now I think the interesting thing is who will Greg Pinner and Kerry Walton Pinner who who will they rely on in terms of uh, garnering information so that they can then make the correct decision? What football people and I would think George Payton is one of them, but they also inherited George Payton, so. Football was not their thing before they bought the Broncos. So I I think that they're smart enough to realize, okay, we understand business. We understand that this is not good for business. We're three and eight. You have uh, fan apathy. You have anger. You have frustration. This is not good. We have to do something. But who do they trust enough from a football knowledge standpoint to sit down in a room and say, okay, tell me what you see. And give me some ideas in terms of what you would do. And then ultimately, they have to decide what to do.
1: Wouldn't it be great if Peyton Manning was part of this franchise right now in that consultant role? Because then you know that there's – you're right. They could – I mean, George Peyton knows a lot about football, but he also was the one that hired Nathaniel Hackett and signed Russell Wilson to the deal. Now, I don't think anybody out there foresaw what happened to Russell Wilson. So I'm not sure you really can – blame George Payton on the Russell Wilson. I think he was playing the odds of, well, if he he plays like we know he's played before the price is going to go up.
0: Yeah, I would, I would say, I think that um, Russell Wilson and his agent were um, smart and leveraged their position. Uh, And George Payton, I think, I mean, it's, it's easy. You know, revisionist history is, is pretty easy. We can sit here right now, 11 games in, and say, well, what the hell? Why, why, why would anybody sign this guy to an extension and guarantee him $161 million? Have you seen him play? Well, okay. That, that, to me, is its retrospective and revisionist history. And I agree with you. I mean, you look you look at his career. I think you, you look at the, the overall body of work. There would be no way in the world that anybody could have seen this coming. But the fact is now it's here and what do you do with it? You can't just stick your head in the sand and say, Gosh, I hope we get better in the offseason. You can't you can't do that. You've got to you know, you've got to sort of drill down on this and, and little by little you've got to, ah. to make some, some very tough decisions. But they're not getting the kind of play from Russell. And it's not just Russell, it's the entire offense. They're not getting the kind of play that I think that I'm certain George Payton. Felt confident they would get when they brought Nathaniel Hackett in as the head coach.
1: And a lot, but a lot of that is injuries, and that's part of the game. But Tim Patrick was gone early, right? You lose Jerry Judy, you lose KJ Hamler. I mean, there's a lot of names. You lose um, Javante Williams. Like those are some big names on this offense. What did you make of the Mike Purcell and Russell Wilson exchange?
0: Knew it was coming. I mean, it's um, you know, infinite. A, a, in a, in, in an NFL locker room, it is, uh, how, how would I say? It is, you've got a bunch of type A alpha dogs. You have a testosterone-laden environment. You have a bunch of competitive, uh, at times large, and sometimes angry people that do everything they can to put themselves in a position to win. I mean, you stay in the league based on how many games you win. So it, it, it to me was just a matter of time before the defense, or in particular some of the defensive players, you know, sort of stepped back and said, "What? The, I mean, what the hell, man? What are we doing here?" And and listen, the defense—I think it was not a good matchup yesterday in Carolina. People say, "Well, Carolina was three and eight and. You know, the Broncos should have been able to win. Yes, okay, I I guess that's true. But Carolina is a run-heavy team, really pretty good in the run. They just come at you. And when – I'm not going to say your heart's not in it, but when you're having the kind of season that they're having and you've got some hammerhead, sledgehammer backs and three tight ends in the game and they're just pounding you in the running game, I mean, it's easy to kind of say, I'm just going to go through the motions and make sure as best I can – that I get out of here healthy. They would have been better, to me, they would have been better off playing a pass-happy team that is not as physical as Carolina. But I, I, I mean, you know, in in a locker room with as bad as this offense has been, you know that there's a disconnect between the offense and the defense and, and Russell, uh, Russell's the head of the offense.
1: You asked him, I listened to the post game and you asked him because you said you're going to be asked about this and, you know, all the other reporters are going to ask you, you asked him about that exchange I thought it was pretty generic. You know, I'm, he, I think he told you he's on the same page and everybody's frustrated. His body language, though, like when Purcell was doing that, he, he looked like a little, almost a scared little puppy. Like he wasn't pupping off his chest. It was a, his body language yesterday was very different than I've seen. He just look he looks defeated. And for a guy that all that comes out of his mouth is, is going, 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 I I, I wasn't feeling that yesterday.
0: I would love to disagree with you, but in this case, I totally agree. Why do you want to always disagree with it me? It's fun, <laughs> fun to banter. Um, yes, yeah. You know, I think I think Russ would be better served. Um, you know, after a game like that, just to say, listen, I, I really don't. I don't have. I don't have all the answers. I, I don't have any answers. I know I've got to be better. We've got to be better. Um, but it's and, and and I thought yesterday, in fairness to Russell. I thought he took sort of a step in that direction. I thought he was humble. I thought he – he has been humbled. Yes. Now, this is a guy that, you know, has worked himself into a position to be positive all the time. And he's proud in terms of how he says, hey, I never, ever let myself have doubt. Well, good for you because I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody. I don't know any professional athlete that has never had to deal – with doubt creeping into your mind and I mean you have to battle it right but it's not as easy as just saying I'm going to shut the door and I'm going to go on doing what I do when you are not successful at that level of football at the elite level the NFL level it's absolutely human nature for doubt to creep in doubt and um what's the other word I'm looking for you you have doubt You have uh, insecurity, although he's secure financially. But here's where he's not, here's where he's not secure. This guy's been successful his entire career. I mean, I mean, he's really, he's been one of the elite quarterbacks in terms of wins and how he is perceived. And even though there are some fans in Seattle that didn't like the fact that they think he engineered his way out of Seattle, whatever, I get that. But he's never had to deal with this kind of whatever thing. So I don't care. You can be uh, Tony Robbins. But if you're 3-8 and eight and you're playing the way you play, it sucks. And it, it, it takes – it humbles you. It forces you to step back and, I think, reassess how you're doing almost every single thing on a day-to-day basis.
1: Yeah, he's going to have to do some different things. And if he can get back to where he was – my God, what a success story, right? Like he's going to only grow. We can only hope that he's going to only grow from this. Did you know that, and I want to get back to Hackett, and I heard his also in the post game. and oh, by the way, and I when I was listening to Russell Wilson, I'm like, oh my God, if you say let's ride, I'm going to drive off the road. He hasn't done that for a while, right? He didn't. Okay. No. I also was at the mall today doing my Christmas shopping. I haven't gotten your gift ideas yet. And I saw a picture of her, him and his wife, Sierra, and I was like, "God, I wonder if anybody's thinking about like taking a marker and putting a mustache on them just because they're wow, so mad at him."
0: Wow, you are just <laughs> devilish, aren't you? <laughs> like, don't you tell have, me did that. Do you have a sharpie in your pocket? Really?
1: No, I just it's it's Here's out the there.
0: Storyline of this podcast: <laughs> Julie Brownman caught in Park Meadows Mall defacing Russell Wilson and his wife Sierra.
1: Picture. Not me, but I. God, it's been just that kind of season where.
0: Well, listen, Bronco fans are frustrated. I get it. Yeah. I mean, you and I talked before, and I've got a cold, obviously, but we talk, I mean, we talk every week before the season started. The expectations as of March 12th, that was when the trade was announced, went through the roof. People were talking about, oh, you know, playoff. Team for sure, maybe a Super Bowl team. Uh team that's going to get into the playoffs, make a deep run. So fans bought into that. We've got Russell Wilson. We've got this and this and this and this and this. And now you sit here three and eight. It's like it's like being promised. It, it's like being promised the absolute best steak in the world. And you you get to the restaurant uh-huh. and this, this waiter walks out. And he's got like a cold, stale uh, chicken McNugget, <laughs> and he puts it in front of you, and you're like, "Wait a minute, what happened to my steak?" That's like, that's how it is. The Bronco fans wanted the steak, and they got the chicken McNugget. Right now, after 11 games,
1: Nathaniel Hackett uh, is three and eight as a rookie head coach. I didn't remember. And a this. stale,
0: cold chicken McNugget oh, too. Stale. Thank and, you. Yeah, I've had those back in college, but. You did. It was broke. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Two a.m. Mm-hmm.
1: Three a.m. Pizza.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Uh, Vic Fangio and Vance Joseph both started their first year three and eight. I didn't remember that, but that is true. Okay. They both got a chance to coach another season. However, neither one had Russell Wilson. And I heard on the post game as well that some, you take, you take texts from people and somebody asked you specifically why you didn't ask Nathaniel Hackett in the post game why he wasn't going to, or step when he was going to step down. Well, he's never going to step a, down. What a
0: dumbass. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean, honestly.
1: Yeah. Well, it's the frustration. And, I, well, and
0: I'm frustrated too, but I mean, stop and think about that. Hey, coach, final question. Uh, when, when are you going to step down? what the what the
1: I mean who wh- well no coach ever steps down no and,
0: and no play by play guy ever would ask the coach of the team that he covers on a live interview when are you going to step down it's to me it's classless um it, it there, there's plenty of guys out there that like to ask questions so that then they can uh, get notoriety for themselves. It's really not about the question. It's about them being able to play the question back on their show and bringing notoriety to themselves. So have them do it. But that's not me.
1: Do you think George Payton is going to lobby for Nathaniel Hackett because it's his guy? Or do you think he can step back and go, is this is he really gonna is he gonna go into Penner and say, I think, I think this is the guy?
0: I think he's gotta be very careful. I think George is smart. I mean, I'm not ready to throw George. Out, I know there are some people yeah. that want to hang George with the with the signing of Russell and the drafting of Pat Sertan. Pat Sertan has had a couple of very tough weeks. Now all of a sudden he can't play.
1: That's a terrible. Mean, that's really? a position where you get burned. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's-
0: if, 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 really, I mean, I, I played against Hall of Fame cornerbacks. That they, they all will give up touchdowns. All of them, right? Just the nature of the business. So I'm I'm a Sertan guy. I think he's a hell of a young player. I'm not ready to go there. But I think George has to be careful, Um, and I think he's a smart football guy. But whenever the time comes for him to sit down with Greg Penner, and Greg Penner looks at him and says, okay, tell me uh, what your plans are for my team. At that point, you've got to process like, okay, am I going down the road of trying to talk Greg Penner and Kerry Walton Penner into yes i think nathaniel hackett is the guy for the future and if so how do i build that case um and if you're able to build the case which i think right now i would i would deem highly unlikely but if you try to do it and you're persuasive and you get it done then you know that if it doesn't work next year you're going to be the next one out the door after Nathaniel Hackett. That's that's how this business works.
1: I don't think he's going to. I just don't think you can point to anything and say, this is what we can build on. No. I mean, they, right? they,
0: they've given away games. They, I mean, stop and think about the Raider game. You know, we didn't do the podcast. You were in Portugal. I mean, laying on a beach somewhere and having a you know Mai Tai. What do you drink?
1: Uh, house wine was $3. Three euros. It was unbelievable.
0: Well good for you. Good for you. Do you have plenty? Uh, I anyway, had plenty. So the Broncos are up three points, they forced the Raiders to use all of their timeouts, and the two-minute warning is passed. It is third down and 10. You have to run the ball. They throw the ball. It stops the clock. It took seven seconds off the clock. You punt the ball, and the Raiders almost went down and scored a touchdown, but they were able to drive down and score a field goal, and then you you lose in overtime. I mean, you have to run the ball in that situation, period. And if, and that was Clint Kubiak's first game as a play caller. I don't know. I wasn't on the headset. I know in talking to Nathaniel Hackett after the game, he said, I believe he said Russ, Russ wanted to go for it. I think he said that. I want to be accurate here. We wanted to try, maybe he said we wanted to try to win the game. I get that. I get that. But the odds on third and 10, are not great. And if Russell, you want to drop him back, if you think you've got a good look, you've got a perfect call for that situation, that's fine. But, dude, if you don't absolutely have 99% certainty that that pass is going to be completed, run the ball, slide, take a sack, whatever, run 40 seconds off the clock, and then kick it. They didn't do it. And that's just... I mean, I, you know, the top of my head almost blew off calling the game. I'm like, what? Because I said in the break, absolutely has to be a run, right? Mm-hmm. Then I said when we came back, okay, third down and 10 here. This, this has got to be a run.
1: And they threw it. How much time was left? Two minutes. Oh, geez. Okay. Two minutes.
0: I mean, what, what are we doing?
1: Um, if you had to nail, name one, the worst loss. And they've all been pretty ugly was it the Raider loss or th- this one I feel like this one because it was the point margin they were never really in it they look so lackluster I feel like guys are starting to make a little bit of business decisions you I don't this-
0: disagree with that I and listen I have played on teams um you know you you've got to go out and and do the best you can you play hard but there's just that lack of that spirit that really good competitive teams play with. Yes. You lack that. Yes. Right. And as the season gets closer to the end, what you're you're interested in is not that they're not going to go out and play, but you want to be healthy going into the off season. So yeah, I, I sensed that yesterday. They didn't have the spirit that I've seen them have for almost every single game. yeah They really didn't. Uh, and to answer your question, I, I mean, there have been so many disappointing losses. I mean, starting with Seattle. You fumbled the ball twice in the one-yard line. Yeah. I mean, that just sort of started this mess.
1: We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the Baltimore game. And there may be very good news about your alma mater, University of Colorado football. Please, we need some good news.
0: Hey, let me take a minute and talk to you about Boyer's Coffee. Man, I do love them. Fall, starting to get a little frosty out there, especially in the mornings. What better way to keep you warm than a hot cup of Boyer's coffee? From their classic Colorado roasts like Aspen Gold, Denver Blend, and Colorado Cafe Blend to their flavored coffees like Toffee Caramel Crunch, Boyer's has what you need to start your morning the right way. So what makes Boyer's different than the other brands? For over 50 years, Boyer's Coffee has been made with 100% Arabica beans, which are slow-roasted at altitude. And that means less humidity and a slower burn, resulting in a really unique, flavorful cup of coffee. Now, if you haven't tried Boyer's yet, do yourself a favor and... Give it a try. You can find Boyer's Coffee at King Supers, Safeway, Costco, Sam's Club, and Walmart. Or, better yet, just hop online at boyerscoffee.com to choose the perfect coffee for you and your family. Boyer's Coffee, roasted at altitude in Denver since 1965. Welcome back to the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brownman. Julie, fresh from Portugal.
1: When is the next time you're take vacation? Oh, congratulations, by the way. Or are moving on to Thank the playoffs. You. Yeah. Thank
0: you. Yeah. Probably uh, after the NFL season, so.
1: Uh-huh. Mexico? Uh,
0: February. Maybe, maybe Mexico. Maybe I'll go to Portugal, have some of those wine spritzers or whatever the hell you
1: do. Um, Just house white wines. Great seafood, too. Really cheap once you get there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Baltimore coming up on the road, coming up on Sunday. Uh. Did you see? Exactly. I mean, I don't know if we need to go any more than that comment. Uh, now, the good news is that hopefully Jerry Judy will be back, KJ Hamler will be back, and Mike Boone will be back. Okay? That's a little bit of good
0: news? Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, did you see what Lamar Jackson, what's going on with him? Okay. So he they lost to Jacksonville. Yeah. Which is... Jacksonville went for two. Yeah. So they lost 28-27. Mm-hmm. Broncos, by the way, beat Jacksonville. Let's just throw that in there. Yeah. Okay. So somebody um, online, they were trolling on Lamar Jackson. Ready to follow this tweet? It got deleted. Yes. Okay. I don't know. If we, we might have to edit this out. Okay.
0: Well, it is a podcast, so we can say whatever we want Okay.
1: To. Well, hold on, because I mean, here okay, we go. All right. Okay. Boy, S-T-F-U. Right. Okay. Y'all be capping too much on this app, M-F, never smelt a football field, never did shit, but eat... D, right, yeah.
0: So he's upset with one of the tro- trollers.
1: Yeah, but he's now in a bit of hot water.
0: So the Ravens are upset with him.
1: I think. I think society may be a little upset without him.
0: Society, listen, we're not going to be the moral judge of what. I mean, but eat D. I,
1: I mean, what? Well, I mean that's this that's unbecoming of, of
0: an NFL quarterback. I agree.
1: Okay.
0: So. What's your point? I mean, you,
1: you. I just wanted to get that out there. No, he's there's...
0: frustrated, and and basically, I mean, I, I didn't see the original tweet, but but on social media, you have a whole bunch of people that don't know anything about football basically,
1: that act like they do. They basically they said that they should let him go to free agency instead of um, signing him.
0: Okay, so he 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 needed to take the high road there and just not comment, mm-hmm. and and obviously was frustrated, probably with the loss. And went a, a tad bit overboard.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I don't I don't know. It, who Who's going to be in hot water with? The league? Um, the team?
1: I think some people are interpreting that as homophobic, to be perfectly honest with you. E.D. How,
0: how is that homophobic?
1: Well, I don't think it's like very complimentary.
0: Well, those are two separate things, aren't they?
1: Well, talk to the internet about this.
0: God, you spend I, way too de- much time... Did, 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 are you still on Portugal time?
1: I'm telling you, I didn't care very much about very little. Yes. Very much in the United yes. States. You okay, I, you know what? To be perfectly honest, I'm just trying to find something that's entertaining. Other than coming up on Sunday, they're going to get their asses whooped. I, I got to be that perfectly honest. Like I was like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, are we going to talk about?
0: I, w- I would have preferred he'd not said that, but right. No, I, I listen. I have no, I have no um, new takes on. How the Broncos can win, and that that game is going to be um, the Carolina game on steroids. Because if you think Carolina likes to line up and run the ball, Baltimore's the best running team in football. I mean, they try to shorten your neck on every single play. So the Broncos defense, I mean, that's a that's a game that if you're not a hundred percent committed and plenty of things to play for, and you're playing with that great emotion and spirit to you, that's a game that uh, you could see guys turning stuff down.
1: As in not going for the tackle? As well, I mean, you're
0: going to tackle, but you don't tackle with the gusto. You don't. Yeah. It's just. A, oh, and yeah. This is not me taking a shot at the Broncos. I've been on teams that I know in the locker room. I I know what that feels like. It's not really discussed. It really isn't. Um, But. When you watch the film, it's, it's there. So yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't love the matchup.
1: Okay. Let's end on a positive. There are reports that the CU buffs have offered Deion Sanders, the head coaching position at the university of Colorado and that, uh, Deion Sanders came out today. We tape on a Monday and he said, that's true, Yeah, but there are also other, um, schools that are interested in him. Good for Dion for, you know, he's, he's kind of hyping up. He's done like, a really good job. He's done a really good job. Uh, do you think? No. Do, do you know anything? No.
0: I I would I would say it is ninety eight percent certain that he is not taking that job. Why? What do you know? I just I just think he will look at other opportunities in other parts of the country and look at the opportunity in Boulder. Now I don't know what they offered him, but I hey listen I I'd cosign. I'd be I'd be all in. I mean it's to the point now for for my alma mater that um I, can we just get some excitement and get somebody in that can recruit players and and put you know winning product on the field they, they are they have been so bad it it is i mean it's re- even for me it's hard it's hard to watch so yeah i mean i if if Dion signs and the two percent comes to be true I'd say let's go let's let's get this thing turned around but i as I sit here today on Monday I will tell you that my gut tells me it's about 98% certain he will not be the next head coach.
1: I think he would be the CU. next head coach if they offered him just a ton of money. But the culture What's at CU. What's a ton CU, of money? Well, 100 million
0: over 10 years? That is a ton of money. Okay. Okay, so I know you,
1: you talked to, I think you are talking to Alfred on your show about just the culture there is they got to figure out who they are. Are yeah. they, you know, is it an academic school? Is it a football school? That what, right now, they're not going to be the ones offering 100 million for ten years, right? That's I mean, just I, w- not I who wouldn't. I
0: wouldn't think so. I wouldn't yeah. think so. And that, yeah, maybe that's the that might be the going rate of uh, to buy in in the poker game. So yeah. I, I don't, uh, I don't know. But Dion to me seems. I mean, the University of South Florida is open. Now to me, of course, I'm biased. I would, I would think the CU job is a better job than the University of South Florida. But he's familiar down there. He, you know, he played at Florida State. He's got connections in Florida. So I would be pleasantly shocked. But shocked if he winds up as the head coach to see you.
1: Me too, but I hope so. It was really, it was really good to see you again.
0: Great, great for you to, you know, take some time away from your vacation. I know you were scheduled to be there a month, and I appreciate you coming back to do the podcast.
1: <laughs> I miss talking about this. I yeah. mean, really, I'm like sure. I miss saying the same things over and over right. and over again. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I will see you next week. We live for this. Mm-hmm. We'll
0: see. Mm-hmm. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is pulling you in the center of the action with endless ways to make it rain this week. Sports betting has never been this convenient. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from anywhere the app is available. And if you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new players a deposit bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code LOGAN, my last name. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players they really do it all check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day this week to cash in on their daily odds boosts new boosts are posted every single day for all the biggest sporting events DraftKings is safe reliable and secure it's really easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money whenever you want to download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now use promo code Logan L-O-G-A-N when you sign up and get up to $1,000 that's code Logan to get a deposit bonus of up to a thousand dollars for a limited time Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.